Okay, we're back after a mini hiatus, back from the international break with the lads, Gids and Ifa. Unfortunately, Wim's going to be here, he's a bit ill, but you know, he'll be back next week. So, so wait, we're going to do it two up? Two up, man. Something different. We need to get out oh, of there. I yeah. heard that. I said, oh shit, that's a bit mad still. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be two man up. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, man, we need to give yeah. the people what they want. Edit this bit out, I swear. No, I'll leave but, this. It's funny. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, man, you know, continue. Sorry, host, sorry. Yeah, man, so there's a lot to get into. A lot has happened. A few high-scoring games. 4-2 at the King Power Stadium. 5-0 at Vicarage Road. 3-2 at St. James's Park. 2-2 at the Carpet. AKA the Emirates. So lots of goals, lots of action. Wolves went and uh, they won 3 2, didn't they? Yeah, came back last 10 minutes. So listen, a lot to get into, a lot to get into. Let's start with, let's start with the main event, uh, the biggest talking point, the biggest club in the land, Manchester United. Went to the King Power Stadium and they got dealt with. And a lot of pressure is on Oli. When you look at the squad that they've got, the lot look at the players that he has he has available to to select from. It's it's an embarrassment of riches, really, especially in the ta- in attacking areas. And he's not getting it right at the moment. The performances this season for United have been terrible. So, I mean, obviously, us we watch United every week. I don't think we we're too surprised with what we saw, but you know, a lot of people are starting to wake up now, and we're seeing a lot of um, articles questioning Oli. And his uh, his coaching ability. So, guys, um... this is what. Sorry, just into this is what I don't understand because I've been questioning this guy for two years. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why he gets questioned. Like, this result has been happening quite often. But then they'll they'll win the big game. So, for example, they've got Liverpool come up. I won't be surprised if they win two one, and people and people just forget what's been happening and it just papers over the cracks again. But. Obviously, I want to ask a few questions because normally I always watch United games, always, but I did something different and I watch City instead, so I didn't actually catch the United game. So I want to know what actually went down because I didn't watch the game, but I saw the scoreline of 4-2. I've seen the goals. I've seen Vardy's goal. <laughs> and I just have so many questions. I've seen Maguire, the mistakes he's made. And I want to know from a tactical point of view, why was Leicester able to score four? Because Leicester have not been this free-scoring team this whole season. They've been struggling for form, to be honest. And they just smacked four against title challengers, Man United. Why? Uh, it, Love, you watched the game too, innit? Yeah. Uh, do you want to go from your perspective? Um, I don't like... I don't... The thing is, I don't want to like... To answer your first question is why he's getting questioned now. I think it's more because while the things that we're seeing now be worse seen before, people were maybe giving him a pass or being a bit less less critical because the squad 
in their eyes or a lot of people's eyes wasn't like complete or it wasn't a title challenging squad. So I think that's probably why now like he has he I mean you're always gonna have some sort of excuse, but now he technically doesn't have any excuses. He's got a good squad, he spent money, so I think that's it. In terms of the game, it was I think it's it's just boiled like it just boils down to the fact and it's annoying because what I'm about to say doesn't give him give, it doesn't give him an like an excuse, but it kind of does. But in my eyes, this did like this is what happened when you don't properly address your need, like address your most important needs in your squad. Because the first half, it looked all right. It was all like it was like it was it was an even kind of game. Obviously, like Greenwood scored um, a goal out of nothing, fantastic, phenomenal goal, and then um, obviously they conceded. Maguire, like you could say Maguire, he wasn't a hundred percent fit, which was probably the case. But what we saw from Maguire, he kind of does. He 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 actually has he has like a, a mistake in him every game. Like I think he he kind of reminds me of like Gary Gary Cahill, like not in like play style, but in terms of like they're good defenders. But you always even like Koscielny to an extent, like they're good defenders and they generally play well. But you always feel like they'll give you they'll they'll make a mistake. In at least once a game, and that was that was Maguire's one, and this time it actually led to a goal. But then the second half now, like it was just a completely different story. Like Leicester just came out. It's not even like they like came out hungrier or anything else. But they were just it just became it just became easier for them. And um, like there was just gaps. There was just gaps everywhere. Like the the, the overall structure wasn't there. Like Leicester were able to. Um, Oh my bad, yeah. Like Leicester, Leicester weren't. I mean, sorry, Leicester were able just to run through United's defense. Like we know, like United, they're not really a pressing team like that anyway. So like they're not really gonna press them. But then there was just it just it just where, disjointed. Where were Leicester getting joy? Was it through the middle, or yeah. what, what was it like transitions? Was it through the middle? Was it pressure? Like what was it that they could concede the four goals? Was it set pieces? I think there was quite a few set piece goals, or was it just a few and two one? No, Shinchu and Dakar, innit? Yeah, yeah, that was two set-piece goals, yeah. Yeah. So, like, like, because I'll, I'll be honest, when I saw the scoreline, I, I was shocked. <laughs> I, was, I honestly thought United would win that game, honestly. Especially on the form they've been on, I thought, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, they, um, they broke our record. And now Leicester, who's not been on form, scored four. Like, why? Like, I'm struggling to understand. What was Pogba? What was Matic doing in the middle of the park? Yeah, I mean, out of possession, I was saying to Jay Hunt, because Jordan didn't watch the game either, I was trying to explain to him, like, it feels like they're playing like a 4-2-4 at times. Like, Ronaldo and Bruno are in the same line. They're not exactly pressing, but I don't know if they're trying to block off the passing lanes into midfield for Leicester. I don't know what... I don't know what... It's it's weird, because, like, just sorry to interject there, I see a lot of teams now, or a lot of the top teams... Um, they they seem to press or they seem to press slash like defend in like this four four two shape. I think at four forty four and four four two they can be quite similar, but it seems like that's what they were doing because especially out of possession, you're seeing literally Bruno like you said Bruno and Ronaldo in the same line. Then like you see the banks there, and then that's what. But it just seemed like they weren't executing it properly. They seem hard-hearted. The press seem yeah. hard-hearted, yeah. Yeah. And with that, Leicester, as they reverted, I think they reverted back to a free, free, 
no, five three. Yeah, they played two up top in it. And Madison yeah. was in behind. So yeah, three four three, but with a ten and two strikers. So they will basically pass the ball around the, the centre backs. And when United were sort of half heartedly going to a press for the auxiliary centre backs, they'll just find either Tillemans or Madison in between the lines and then they'll just turn on them. I thought Matt did okay covering as much ground as he, he had to in the first half, but second half it just went to absolute shit. And they got exposed. Transition uh, season. Sorry? Was it transition season? No, 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 not really. Not really. I don't think they were caught in the counter-attack too many times, but it was sloppy. It was a really sloppy performances and performance and very poor goals to give away. So in the lineup, yeah. Four attackers, you can say five if you want to include that, yeah. Where was was there attacking pressure? Was there chances? Was there any cohesive cohesiveness up top? Was there any patterns? Nothing anything? No, I didn't I didn't see that person. No, not really, but then like this is one thing that I've I've heard a lot of people say this recently, especially like in general and especially with United and like the whole like oh when you with United they have there's no attacking patterns, there's no Start the style of play. I can under, I can understand, but the whole attacking patterns thing, I don't think it's, and I don't think it's a, it's a necessity. It's a necessity for a top team or a team to have because, like for example, Arsenal, like we have a very clear kind of like attacking pattern, but we don't score goals in the slightest. So you having an attack, I don't think your team needs to have an attacking pattern, or I don't think if your team has doesn't have an attacking pattern, it's going to be detrimental because. The only real team that I can like I could say it like, yeah, they, they usually they do kind of have that attacking pattern is City, but then like they have multiple because they're so technically gifted and they just do different things. Liverpool, Liverpool okay, do sorry. have like no, but, sorry, like, apart not, from Sorry, go on, go on. But yeah, no, I'll say apart from maybe Liverpool City, Chelsea a little bit, I don't really like I don't really see a lot of teams having top especially top teams having attacking patterns. I don't think it's that big of an issue not to have. No, when I refer to attacking patterns, it's not necessarily that I need to see that what, exactly what you're doing, but I just wanted to know, obviously you've put all these players out there, what is the plan? Was there anything that you guys could go off and be like, do you know what, if they had a bit of luck, this might have worked or, you know, they were, they, they came close here or Bruno Ronaldo linked up nice because I didn't watch the game so I'm just asking that. Like, was there any sort of attacking pattern or anything that like Man United fans could maybe go off and be like, do you know, on another day we might have won that game or we might have got a draw or something. That's think- what I'm I don't think Saturday was the game for that. I don't think no. Like I would, as a United fan looking at that, I, I wouldn't have seen anything. I thought, oh yeah, I can take a courage route for that. I think if anything, I know Sancho, the bar's low for him at the moment, but he was encouraging at times. Um, he, I think he set up Ronaldo for one chance where he Schmeichel made a decent save, but yeah, he's the first to come off at the moment. He's the first sub. Rashford came on and Rashford did exactly what, if you said this earlier, everybody is very to feet with the United attacks, attackers. And Rashford's one guy, you know, he's just going to make runs in behind. And that's exactly what he did. Lindelof played a beautiful pass over the top into the space and he finished it. So yeah. He's that, the one, sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. No, he's the one attacker out of all of them where you just know he's going to make, he's going to attack the space. He's going to make runs in behind. I feel like everybody else is very to feet. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, a lot of people that like, I was reading up on Twitter, a lot of people are mentioning United like a moments of magic team, all of this and that, but I don't necessarily think that's poor or that's a bad thing 
But I think the problem is, is when that's all you see in 90 minutes. So I think that's that's the issue that Man United seems to have. Yeah. And obviously, I asked, was that what it was? Like, was there was there any pressure or any, like, anything from Man United that made you feel like, in any part of the game, maybe first half or second half, where they were trying to get back into the game, putting some pressure on Leicester? Because Leicester ain't been in good form. So that's what, I'm, like, that's what I really want to understand. Well, like. That's the thing, though. Leicester looked, they didn't look like a team derived of confidence. Like, they looked okay. Like, they, they looked like they had a plan and they executed it. So, as much as they have, obviously you're right, the performances haven't been great this season, the results haven't been great. They didn't look like a team that would, you know, they felt like they were encouraged from the early signs. Like, when the balls were going over, over the top to Nacho and he was battling Maguire and he was getting joy, like, it, it seemed like the crowd got confidence from it and they got confidence from it as well and it went from there. So, yeah. Leicester didn't look like a team that were, like, struggling, as they have been. They looked good. They looked decent. I don't think they were amazing though. That's the scary thing for United. So United were really, really poor. Was that out of, was that second, out of sort? Yeah, second half, I, I couldn't believe it. Like it was very especially when it equalised and then go and concede straight away. So, yeah, that's nice. I saw that. I couldn't believe it. I've not seen anything like it. And and the from Vardy. Like, that's outrageous tuckers. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, know. I think, I think, big picture for Oli, he needs to find. Like, obviously, like I said, like I think the perfect they, what they should have done in the in somebody they should they should have got that central kind of holding midfield, someone who can like play next to Pogba because, like we said it multiple times, this McFred, I I think that that's not even top six quality. I I bet like in my honest opinion, I think it's probably about. It's, it's bottom half of the table quality that that pivot, but obviously like that's what you're gonna have to work with from now. So, but the thing is like I think for the overall balance of the team, Rashford you need to have Rashford in there because he's at least that one person who's gonna run. I think Greenwood he's he's been amazing this season. So you have so he he obviously has to stay in the team. Ronaldo like say what you want about him and everything, but like when you have a player like he like he has to stay in the team, which could which has maybe you could say maybe has maybe caused part of the problem. Bruno, like since he's been at United, has been he's been fantastic, and I think from deep, like. But bro, that just leaves you with two positions, which will be the centre mid. Yeah, like honestly, I think, I think I don't love it, but I think Oli has to consist with Fred and Pogba in that pivot, or try and get Pogba, and he needs he just needs to get. Pogba and one of McTominay, Fred or Matic to work. Maybe if it's you start Matic and Pogba and then you bring Fred on for Matic after 60 minutes because the legs or whatever. But he he needs to sort that out because I don't, like, I I do feel like, especially some games that took, like um, against Leicester, Pogba was poor and, like, I you expect more from him, but you're not going to be successful with 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 him out of the team. I, I, I know United fans and whatever they say about him and how we see him better for France and all of this stuff. But you you will not, like, I don't think you'll be successful with him out of the team. So yeah, you have to, I, like, or he just has I, to find, either he does that or he, he needs to find a system to work, another system that could allow to get the overall balance right. Because to me, they just seem top heavy and the overall balance of the team is, is hurting them. Yeah, no, I actually agree. And I think, I actually think the main issue with Man United is I don't think it's a problem playing five attackers or four attackers or this thing that... Because like, we see a lot of teams like City can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just about the system and then 
what they're trying to implement because I think it's mad that Man United don't press from the front. I think it's insane that in the Premier League in 2021, pressing is just an, it's, it's normal, isn't it? Like, I know City first brought it and Liverpool and all that, they brought it, but every team presses. You see Leicester, they, they like Vardy and them, man, they'll press you on the ball. Arsenal played Palace the other day, we were getting pressed on the ball. Like, it's normal. You get pressed in the Premier League. And that's one, maybe, I think I saw it on 360 TV the other time and one of the guys was saying that, um, that's why sometimes Pogba plays better for France because, you know, in international football, not every single team presses yeah, like that. Slower, yeah, I saw that, yeah. You so, get more time. Like, yeah, you get more time on the ball and stuff like that. So, like, you know, it's normal for you to press in the league, but Man United, from what I, from what I saw on Monday Night Football and what Gary Neville broke down, they don't press. And they don't press from the front, so they don't even defend as a team from the front. So that's where they get exposed by playing these five attackers, I think. So unless that... And then, and then it's worse because of, of their midfield as well. And it gets worse because of their midfield, yeah, exactly. And then they get exposed. So, yeah, unless that changes, I don't think they can... They can they, they're going to have to do McFred. If, he, if, they, if, they, if their personnel don't get on board with trying to defend from the front, press from the front, win the ball back as soon as you lose it, put in that work ethic, then honestly, I don't and, think it's... And like, do you know what? It's, it's not even the thing where we're saying like, yeah, United have to suddenly turn into like Liverpool or Man City where they press for 90 minutes. Like, there's different types of press. There's, there's counter-pressing, there's like pressing on a heavy touch. Like, so it's, it's not, it's not we're, not, we're not necessarily saying that United have to like, just now, just whenever they've got a the ball, just press relentlessly. Like, I'm sure, and this, this is, I guess this is where Oli as a manager and it comes in, like, you've got to have these ideas. You can say, okay, you know what? Ronaldo's 36, like, Rashford's just coming, okay, no, two was a shoulder injury, but okay, Rashford, like, apart from Ronaldo, he's 36, the rest of the team, they're, they're relatively young. Jadon Sancho, he's, he's been at Dortmund where he's been accustomed to having to press. So, like, we can, we can adopt a pressing style that, that suits these players. Like, we don't have to run around for, like, for 90 minutes. We can pick our moments to press. You can set up in a mid-block or whatever and do this and then, and then press at the right time. So, honestly, like, if, like, this, like these, are the, these are the kind of things where Oli now has to answer to show that he's good enough to um, to lead United to, to silverware. But based on what we've seen, like, managers rarely can really that turn things around massively. So I think that this is this is what you're gonna get from Oli. Yeah, let's um long may it continue. I mean they've got some tough fixtures coming up. They've got Atalanta at home this week. Tomorrow, sorry. Tough game. They're a good side, well coached side. Whenever I've seen them I've been impressed. Um they've got Liverpool at home. At the weekend, very tough game. Liverpool look great at the moment. Um, Atlanta away, coming up as well. Um, City. As away, then see you at home. So, listen, I mean, if Oli's going to do it, if he's going to stay on the job, then he's going to have to do his annual thing where he just gets results, pulls them out of the bag. So, um, all the best to him. All the best to him. Should we move on to Liverpool? They don't watch the Liverpool game. I didn't, unfortunately, but yeah. I just wanted to talk. Yeah, about, I did. Just wanted to talk about what I saw. Um, yeah, I watched that game. It's it's scary. It's scary. Liverpool look like the Liverpool of old, or is it just me? Yeah, 
Yeah, no, they do. Like, I, I, I think watching that game, I was kind of saying to myself, like, why am I not? I feel like I'm underestimating Liverpool because for some reason, I just feel like maybe because their squad's light or because it's been the same thing that we've seen for like four years now. I just feel like nah, like they don't, they're not it anymore. But like when you watch them, I mean, it's yeah. I feel like you have to caveat because um, like Watford, were, they were terrible, absolutely terrible, but. Every, like every week, Liverpool keep they keep and I, and I keep saying, oh yeah, when when like the games come thick and fast, we're gonna see their all. And I guess that is still a thing. But at the moment, like when when you're seeing performances like this, that like, the things they keep getting injuries or like guys haven't having to miss games because of coming back from like red list countries and stuff like that. And we're not seeing we're not seeing that drop off. So like, like I, I I don't know. I, I do feel like they are being underestimated, which I, I'm sure they probably don't even mind. Yeah. The reason why I underestimated Liverpool is because I wasn't convinced that um, what we were seeing last season was as a result of just Van Dijk being missing. I know they had a few more injuries here and there, but the main one was Van Dijk and um, they finished third. Um, they had a lot of poor results at home. Brighton went there and won. Burnley went there and won. You know, a lot of teams were just going to, to Anfield and winning. And I was just thinking... Is this the beginning of the end of the cycle? You know when like a team comes to the end of their their thing, like yeah. and kind of looked like that potentially what was what was playing out. But the way the team has, you know, got themselves back together, and honestly, I don't think it's just Salah. I know Salah's in the form of his life right now, yeah. But I'm looking at even someone like Mane, who I know he's still a bit wasteful, but he's found his goal scoring touch again. Like he's starting to score goals again. Last season he really struggled, but you know he gets a chance. That chance that. Um, Salah puts in his path you know last season he probably skies that over or he misses the target and then he has to get another one but that was one of their first chances of the game bang 1-0 and that's the Liverpool we're used to seeing that Liverpool don't need many chances to score a goal and um, that's it when, once they get one against a, a team like that it was always going to end up like that so yeah no I'm, I, I'm, I'm not writing Liverpool off at all um, I always thought that Liverpool are going to finish either second or third I still maintain that um, I don't think they will win the league, but they're definitely going to challenge and they're definitely going to be up there. They're definitely going to make it tough for anyone that wants to win this league. Why, but, um, why don't more teams like try and replicate what Liverpool do? Like Everyone's trying to do this possession thing, pass it through the lines, take to the fullback, cross it in. Like, Liverpool are so direct with it. I don't, yeah. And the thing is, I feel like the Liverpool trying to recreate or replicate what Liverpool have is much easier than trying to recreate we create what City have or what City try and do with this like total football thing. I thought I thought that as well, especially because like I'm I'm not even I'm not even trying to like disrespect Liverpool or their players or anything like. But I feel like their players they're like the elite versions of like standard players kind of. So like someone like someone like um Robertson. I'm just left back, but Robertson, he's he's just like a he's just like a traditional fullback. Get like he can defend, he can defend well. He attacks or gets up and down the pitch. He's got great delivery. Like, like he's he's just basically like the a very good version of like of like the, of of not the average, but the standard kind of like left back. Obviously, you've got some exceptions with someone like Van Dijk, who's just a completely dominant centre back. Trent, who's just like there's there's probably like him, Cancelo, and, and Hakimi. Are the only type of right backs like that in, in world football. Obviously, that like Salah's a wide forward and that like, even Firmino. But gen- like, generally, like a lot of their players, like they, they, they're all they're, they're all elite, but they're not like 
it's different to like because like, yeah because like there's not a lot of like yeah. yeah like especially when you look at like like when you compare it to like City and stuff like there's not a lot of guys who are like like KDB or even some like Foden or like obviously I said Cancelo but like, you, like I'm sure you yeah, get I what mean, I mean but I it's, mean, yeah. it's, it's weird but I just think that I just think that like when I when I watch how quick because they're my favorite team to watch how quickly they get the ball from A to B. It's just, I like that directness about it. Don't waste any time. And it's a goal. And they're slapping teams. They're scoring goals this season. I think they've scored the most go- goals out of the, in the league this season. So I think that's my preferred way of playing. But yeah. I think, I, I, do, I do, I just remember, I do feel probably the biggest challenge they, they're going to have is, apart from injuries, is, is that period when the African Cup nation comes along because, like, um, obviously they're going to miss. Salah, Salah, and Mane. Obviously, Yota, Yota, like Yota coming in will probably he like. I won't be surprised if he has a good couple, three or four games while they're gone. But I'm I'm anticipating that Senegal and or Egypt will probably go quite deep into the tournament. So they could potentially be gone for the whole for the for nearly the whole tournament. So how they deal with that will be a big factor with things as well. But I think generally they they're probably going to be all right and they're going to be. In and around it. Just a quick question as well. Um, who do you think's better right now? Um, no, not right now in terms of form. Just yeah, not right now in terms of form. But who's better, Cristiano Ronaldo or Salah? I know. I knew he was gonna say this. Oh, it's got to be Salah, isn't it? It's got to be. Sal- Salah's a better football player than Cristiano Ronaldo. It has to because of the, everything, the completeness. I know Ronaldo can do more than what he's showing, but he's not shown us anything other than being a, a great poacher at the moment. So. so, would you say that Ronaldo potentially is not even top five in the world? Oh, I don't like doing stuff like this because the, then you mix oh. strikers and playmakers, and all, I hate these conversations. I'm even, <laughs> but I'm even talking maybe potentially forwards. What's I, I can't name uh, like Ronaldo. That's the thing. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know why this is? Do you know why this is like this argument or this whole like tough? It's so weird when you actually do it because I do kind of I do kind of feel like it is Salah, and like once what Steve said, like, I don't disagree with it. But then like if you're say, if you like if you're saying if you're ranking like these guys or if you're saying like who's better, you're not saying like yeah. maybe it's because because Ronaldo's name like you're not saying like. Ronaldo, you're not saying that Salah is better than Ronaldo. Like more, more people, most people probably say like Ronaldo. It's kind of it's it's not to the same extent, but even with like Messi, like you can maybe argue like well, it's nostalgia. You know, it's nostalgia. That's all it is. It's yeah, nostalgia. I think, I think like I, honestly, I think I think I think that plays a big part. But plus, like because of what they've done in the game, like you just you just won't put say these guys are better than them. The reason why I ask that. I genuinely don't think if Cristiano Ronaldo was available to Liverpool, Klopp would take him. And that's why I asked the question. So he genuinely believes that his players are better. Yeah, I, there's a system as well. Ah, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Klopp takes Ronaldo. I don't think he does. But he don't, he don't, it affects the whole system. You need He needs somebody that's going to press from the front. Ronaldo doesn't do that. I'm sorry. Like, Klopp doesn't do that whole... Like puts one player in a higher regard than this, but like he treats everybody. Okay, okay, okay. So, so then, so based on that, would you think if Liverpool were able to get Neymar, he would say no? 
No, I wouldn't say no, but I don't think he would go for him. Like if if the sporting director says we've got an opportunity to sign sign Neymar and you're up against City and United to get him, I don't think he goes, yeah, let's go and get it. But if Neymar's offered to them and you, it's only him, only Liverpool that can go for him, I think he does it because Klopp take like him and Pep. They remind me, they just they see the system for what it is in it, and they need parts for that system. Yeah. And some players are too much for the system. Like, what do you do with Neymar in Klopp's system? Yeah. That sounds insane. You know what? This sounds insane. How can you not have Neymar? Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah. Okay, but that, 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 that same thing, but Ronaldo instead, like he said, like, okay, he's... Sorry? What? He muted. What? Is he not? What, no. Salah's better than who? Neymar? Yeah. Okay, now we're taking it to... The thing is, like, I hate... I hate that I've, I've, I've like accustomed to doing it now because it doesn't really make sense but I think it's just a way to, just to give people temporary flowers but you could probably say like Salah is probably the best player in the world right now but he's not better but like he's not better than he's not better than Neymar he's actually not like Neymar's highs and Salah's highs is different man it's Honestly, like output wise output wise is the same but like like I'm saying that Neymar, no, like he's he's not better than Neymar, like fully, he's not better than Neymar. Huh? I think he's better. I don't think Neymar comes to the Premier and is able to do what Salah's done. I don't think a lot of he can. Yeah, listen, this I hate these the conversation because Neymar is better than Salah. Like, let's have it right. But Salah's forget all that. Step overs. It's not a, football's not about that. It's not, about output. Fam, Neymar's output is, but if, okay, do you know what this is? This is and like we like, as football fans, we just love to do this subjectivity thing because, like you, you said, like Neymar's not coming to the Premier and doing what um, okay, um, you said that Neymar's not coming to the Premier and doing what Salah has done. So you're telling me, kids, that if Neymar was to come be signed by City as their left winger, you don't think he, you don't think he's doing what Neymar's doing? I mean, sorry, he's not doing what Salah's doing, if not more. I'm not convinced, now. Yeah, but you don't... I honestly think you're lying, because I think maybe if you if you put Salah... So if, if you put Neymar in that City team, left wing, he's he's getting a 2020. Easy. Guys, guys, listen, listen to what, what Salah's doing. It, well, basically, you can compare it with one of the best ever seasons we've ever seen in the Premier League, like with Ronaldo's, Henry's. He's putting up that sort of numbers. We're not talking... Yeah. He's here. Ronaldo, Salah has done 32 and he potentially could do that again this season. And he's consistently done 20 plus in the league. So this is not just like one season I'm talking about. I'm talking about four years of body of work. I'm, I don't think I'm going over the... I don't think it's, it's, it's guaranteed I think, that I Neymar... Think, I, I think you are because Neymar's, Neymar's put up big numbers. He's had amazing seasons in his career as well. So the fact that he's able to... He's, he's been able to do that in, in La Liga and Champions League... You can talk about Liga if you want. I like obviously people don't rate it as much, but let's even say La Liga. Neymar's put up insane numbers as well. So right. I don't, I don't see what how he can't come. Huh? Neymar scored a lot of penalties. That's inflated. So Salah. Not as many as Neymar. Neymar scored a lot of penalties. For Barca. No, no, for for PSG. Yeah. Okay. Then like, like yeah, that's that's. I, I guess you you add you do add that in, but. In terms of what we've seen from Neymar since he's been playing in Europe, I don't think like his his highs, like you can argue it's been higher or it's been at the same level as as what we've seen from Salah. 
I question Neymar's big games. That's, that's my fair. thing. That's fair. That's fair. And when I put, when I see in these big games, mate, maybe Ultra for the way he plays, I'm only ever disappointed. But other than that, Salah puts in a shift, man. I think I can understand where it's coming from, but I feel like your criticisms or what you're saying about Neymar is a bit of recency bias because, like, recency. I uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's recency bias because I obviously like, it's it's kind of hard because what I'm what I'm thinking of or the highs I'm thinking of that's almost what five six years ago, but Neymar at his best people I swear I know I think I know Adi said it but people were generally saying at Neymar at his best people were saying it's either him or Messi that's better like people were saying he was better than CR7 at that time people people yeah. were saying it's either him or or uh, Messi that's the best player in the world like ne- yeah. like let's let's not let's not forget it. Neymar at Barca, yeah, like I'm t- but I'm talking now though. I'm not talking about like the I'm talking now. Yeah, that's fair. I think Salah is better than Neymar. Okay, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's I fair don't, enough. I don't, yeah, I don't agree, but I get it. I get it. Do you not do you actually not agree? No, I, I it just don't I, like Neymar's a better player, yeah. You can do the flicks and I yeah. hear that. The play, I know. It's not, but, it's not even just a fit. Neymar, Neymar, Neymar can produce like Salah can produce. He can't do some of the stuff Salah does. He can't just pick up the ball and put it top bins like that. He can't he do can. it. No, he, you know he can. Guys, that's guys. One, that's one thing Neymar can. Like, Salah is a goal-scoring machine and he's so sharp. He's on it all the time. That's one thing I respect, I respect about Salah. But Neymar can do stuff that you're like, oh my God. Do you remember that time where the ball... It was a counter-attack for Barca. Ball comes in, he flicks over with somebody, does yeah. a spin around, and then half volleys it in. Like, he's yeah, fake. Yeah. Neymar's the fake. The Barca Neymar, Neymar actually... The Barca Neymar, outrageous. But this Neymar, I think he's overrated. Still clouting yeah. off this Barca team. Ne- 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 Neymar could do... Any- he can actually do anything. He can actually do anything. I don't, I don't think Salah could do anything. And everything. I'm not, so, I'm like, not, I think Salah can do everything, you know? Nah, I don't think he can. Because, like, apart, apart from the tricks, I'm talking... There's, I think, oh, Steve, I'm, maybe you help me remember. I think it was either last season or the season before. It was in one of these Champions League games. And, like, Neymar, he just, like... He just, like, he just got the ball. He just, like, he came for the ball, beat a man, done a little thing, it looked like a weird angle, and he just slapped in, like, a key pass, like, and he created it on, on, on his left foot. Was it against Istanbul or something? I don't even know. I, I feel like it might it might have either been City or Atalanta because that's what's that's that's what's in my head. But but the way like the way he done it and and he was on it was on his weaker foot as well. And I was like, this is I was like, this is ridiculous. It's like and he was doing it constantly. Like he like he he would just pick up a ball, drive, beat a man, get fouled a bit, like carry on doing, and he would just he would just create a chance. And he's just like, come on, like it's actually it's actually nuts. Like I feel like I think talent wise. I think honest, on, like honestly, now I've actually like sat back and actually because I've been thinking about this for a while. I think talent-wise, I'd probably say only like Messi, and even then it's close. Like that, that's like I agree. Ronaldinho. I think talent-wise, there's not a lot of players that are better than Neymar. Are we talking yeah. about currently? You say, I've, I'm, I'm I'm saying currently, oh, okay. but like, yeah. but even like, I guess Ronaldinho, but like, I'm, I can't. Like, I'll be honest. Part of me thinks talent-wise, Neymar's better than Messi. I'm not even. I'm not, I'm not even. Right, I'm not even. Right, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move. I on. think. I think. Like, so, yeah. But anyway, let's. Let's move. Yeah, we, right. we we digress massively. But. Yeah. All right. 
Um, I, w- I want to talk about Chelsea. I want to talk about Chelsea because it was tough for them. They obviously had a few injuries. Thiago Silva couldn't make the game because of um, the whole fixture pile-up, uh, the, the South American countries. So he got back late. Rudiger had a back injury. So Tuchel through Chalabar, Trevor Chalabar, who's been good. He's had a few appearances this season. And he put in Saar, which was his first Premier League start. And um, and it went to Brentford away. Tough game. It's a tough place to go, as we know. We lost there. Liverpool, no, because they went and dropped points there too. And I felt as though, you know, Chelsea soaked up a lot of pressure, but they struggled. They struggled. But I'm, I quite, kind of went away from the game thinking, is that a good performance? Because they, were, they showed resilience. They got the goal, showed resilience. They were kind of depleted. They went at their full strength, you know, and left with the points. Or... Would you be worried because they didn't really show what they could do from an attacking perspective? Because they had a, they were wasteful. They had Werner and Lukaku up top, and it didn't look like they were going to score. Um, do you know what it is? I think sometimes we we look at maybe the last fifteen and twenty minutes, and then just make an assumption. I know the last fifteen twenty minutes was crazy. Like the amount of the amount of pressure Chelsea was under was bad. Yeah, but crazy. you look at when you look at the obviously I always look at the balance of the game and you. It was getting to that point. You get it? When you're 1-0 up in a Premier League game, it gets to a point where a team of enough quality just goes and says, you know, we've got nothing to lose here. And they're just going to throw the kitchen sink at you. You had Lukaku, who Tuchel said after the game, was just way too far from how deep the players were. So he had to take him off. So, you know, they just had to defend it. You know what I mean? Like It was just a thing where they were just under the cotton and just had to be defended. And they succeeded in that challenge. So I look at it as a positive. That's all I can look at it as. A team has thrown everything at you and you've been able to withstand that pressure. Obviously, if another team does that, you might concede. But at the end of the day, it's a Premier League game. It can happen. You're not every, it's not every game that's going to be perfect, but they still succeeded in that. So that's another area where you can be like, Chelsea show resilience. They have quality and they're resilient. So it's another, it's another tick on the, on the list for me. And it just shows how good of a team they are. And their keeper's sick. Their keeper's a top keeper. Top, top yeah. keeper. I'm happy. I think I'm kind of on the opposite a bit because... I do agree because, especially in terms of a title challenge, we've like we we say it all the time in the prem. You have to steal games if you if you want to win a title. You have to win games that you weren't meant to win. You meant you're meant to draw games that you weren't or draw or win games you weren't meant to. And this was one of those. But I think overall, like the past couple of games now, for one, I think like I don't know if it's just me. I want to know what you guys think. I think Chelsea like for a team that plays like a back five. They kind of concede a lot of chances, and I don't. I don't. I'm like, like statistically, yeah. the, the XG conceded is is higher. Yeah, sure. Like, and I think I think that's like it doesn't. It do, obviously I know a back five or a back three doesn't necessarily mean that you're sitting back and playing defensive, but that is kind of what they do. And for a team that does that, they concede a lot of chances. And I don't know. I don't know one how sustainable that is. And then um, to be fair, like, even like, sorry, they just sorry, had. They've had quite a few injuries in defence, though. To be fair, like yeah, that's and that's that's why. Like, I feel like in this game, I don't really. While I do look at it, it's like they they didn't have three of their like what Reese James, Thiago Silva, Rudiger. That's three of their starting defenders that weren't playing. So obviously, that is kind of like that. If that happens, you kind of say, well, we're missing three of our guys. That's it's kind of it is gonna gonna it's gonna happen. But in terms of like their goal scoring. 
they don't and I think like one of my boys is the Chelsea fan. He's like he's been saying he's been saying this for a couple of games and I like so it's, and I think it's it started especially when Tuchel kind of switched to this like three five two instead of the three four one two or three four two one or whatever. But they they're not really looking as great going forward and they're not really scoring goals and like certain like they're starting that's that is starting to become a bit of a worry. Obviously Lukaku was bought for to to kind of fix that issue. I think I saw he hasn't scored in six games now. And I know this is like, I hate, I mean, like, it, like, it is classically Lukaku. Like, this is, this is what he got. He, he goes through these patches where he, he goes on that like five, five games, six game games without scoring. Then he'll like come back and score three in a row. Then he'll score like one every other game. So like, I don't, I don't doubt that he's not going to start scoring again. But when you're tight, when you're challenging for a league and you're seeing teams like, um, Liverpool scoring goals for fun. City generally will score goals and for fun. Like how many? Like, how, like my 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 main main concern is how many of these Brentford games can you hold off? Because City and Liverpool, I don't think they'll get into these kind of games a lot this season. But I feel like Chelsea might actually. They, they literally drew with Brentford though. That's what I'm trying to say. I think we need to give a bit yeah, more. Yeah, that's credit. true. It seemed like no, no, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, Brentford, yeah, they'll give a lot of teams like they went West Ham away on one as well. Like they, they're a good team. They yeah. look like they're a team that's here yeah. to stay and be competitive, isn't it? So I just think it's one of them games where you go to a away ground and you struggled, but you still got the goods, and you just you just took it off and you move on to the next one. You know the performance yeah. went up to scratch, and you just rectify it in training. I don't look at it this and yeah. think Chelsea are not this because every team in the Premier League will have one of them games. I saw I've seen City have it too. You know, you just you just yeah. run away with points and off so I, I'm not honestly I don't read into it but, at all but, but, but my but my issue is why I don't read into it and like they have the tools to fix it I feel like City I feel like Chelsea are going to run into this problem more often than like Liverpool and City I mean more than um, yeah Liverpool and City and if you're running into this problem more often you can't always scr- I mean to be fair Mendy was amazing like it's one of the best goalkeeper performance I've seen in a while, and they have got solid defenders, so maybe they cannot get through it a lot of the time. But I just feel like naturally, like the more t- even like for your mental state, like how like how many how many games can you can you play when you're having to fight when you have to scrape like this? So it's I don't know, it's, it's something that Tuchel needs to think about. But I don't I don't think, I'll still think they, I still think they'll challenge and everything like that. So I hear you, but eight games in, I think they've conceded like maybe three goals in a the prem. They've they, yeah, they've not. And, no, they, they do it's, it's actually the, true. Yeah, they do rely on the defence to get them through and the defence was called upon against a tough game against Watford and they succeeded. So, I don't know. I, I, I get the point that you're saying. They can't allow this to continue. They can't allow it to be a recurring thing, but I don't think it will be. I just think Brentford are just a yeah. good team. It, 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 is, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, yeah, Parker yeah, needs to sort himself out. That's exactly why I don't put him in that bracket that you try to put him in there for with the Lewandowski's and that. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. I'm not even going to speak about it too much. We know what Lukaku's on. Like he will go through this. I still think he's a top striker. He will score goals in the Premier League, but this is what he does. He goes on droughts, and to be a top top striker, you genuinely can't do that. Like Chelsea are very lucky that they're still being able to pick up points because Aspilicueta and Chilwell and stuff like that are scoring goals, which is not normal, but it's happening. And Chelsea are still getting through, and they've got a sick defence. Other than that, Chelsea will be struggling because they they paid nearly hundred million for him for goals. Six games of our goals, outrageous for hundred million. But it is what it is, isn't it? That like, you know what Lukaku's on, you know what he's like. This is what you paid for, so get on with it, kind of thing. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, that's why I think Kane's better than him as well. Even though Kane's basically done the same thing this season, Kane's been awful. But it's not normal, innit? Kane don't normally do this, innit? There's, there's mitigating circumstances. But um, yeah, no, Steve. To answer your question, I, I, I genuinely don't. I genuinely think it's it shows the strength for Chelsea, man. I think every Premier League game brings its own challenges, and that was the challenge that Chelsea faced in the last twenty minutes, and they succeeded. I can only see that as a positive. Of course, you don't want to be under the cross like that. But when you find yourself there, the best thing you can do is to is to weather the storm, and they did. So, on to the next game. They got Norwich at home. I expect to see three or four. Yeah. And that, and that's just how it is. So, yeah. If they if if Norwich now put them under that sort of pressure, then we're gonna have another conversation next week because that's yeah. not acceptable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But Brentford, it can happen. Like they've they've shown that they're a good team in this Premier League. Okay. Um, Talk, you, you, you mentioned Brentford and they're a team that I, I, I use in as, in, as an example that we should follow suit. And you guys might be thinking, what the hell are you talking about? But they're a team that when I watched them in the championship, they were a 4-3-3 team. They played nice, passive, not passive, possession-based football. Played some of the best football in the league, scored a lot of goals. They weren't the best defensively, played a high line. You know, all the cliche stuff. They come to Premier League, and I, honestly, I can't believe <clears throat> how different they've been stylistically. They've played Mbemo, who's a, who was a wide player last season. He's now a striker, playing him and Ivan Tony up front, playing some direct football, and it's working for them. Like Because they've been so unique in how they're playing, they're getting results, and they're, they're really tough outfits to play against. West Ham are another team that, you know, are very direct. They've got a lot of physicality in their team. They can mix things up. Antonio can hold the ball up, bring the, you know, four nows, Ben Rama, Boehm into the game. They have different ways of, you know, hurting teams. Crosswell is a good crosser of the ball and so is Soufel. My point is, these teams have unique selling points and that's the reason why they're punching above their weight in the league table and potentially could finish higher up the table. And they play to their strengths. Play to their strengths. Why aren't Arsenal looking to do the same thing? No worries, bro. Because, um, yeah, take care. Do you know what you want to quickly touch on that, kids, or is it you have to have to go? No, oh, no, I can touch on it. I can touch on it quickly. <laughs> go on, go on, Spanish. Yeah, my issue is Arteta clearly has a way of playing and it sucks. It doesn't work. Like, it's Man City light. And we're not going to ever score any, enough goals to get to where we need to playing this way. And this guy doesn't seem to understand that. Every single game is the same shit. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired. So when is he going to wake up and find a unique way of playing to get us punching above our weight and having at least an outside chance of getting top four? Because that's the only way that's going to happen. If he finds a way of getting the best out of our attacking players in a unique way to make us a, a serious attacking outfit. When is he going to do that? It's this question. I'm so, 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 it's just, we can't answer this. Because, <laughs> listen, to answer this would mean we have to apply logic. And I've not seen enough logic from Mikel Arteta to assume that he's going to take anything we say on board. Like, he does stuff that, to me, sometimes doesn't make any sense. So, the only thing is, is to pull the trigger and get rid of the man. You know, sometimes when we when we had Wenger as our manager, yeah, we used to be thinking like, why, like sometimes it was insanity. We used to think like, why are you doing this? But in their head, they probably think it's the it's the best thing to do. That like, they think it's it, it makes complete sense. That's the same thing we're having with Arteta, because 
of course, like he should he should be asking himself these questions. You know, as a man, the results are not going well. You can see that we 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 seriously lack being able to like create chances, score goals. We score like one goal every game. If that, that like, what game have we scored more than one except from Tottenham? Like we struggle, we really do struggle in front of goal. And he's not even thought about potentially trying to change it or a, a playing style or anything like. So, Steve, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I, I'm not sure. But one thing I will say about Arsenal before I do go is I think Lacazette needs to come back into this team. And I think all these all these nice little boys that we've put in, it's nice and that, and they're for the future. But that's exactly what they are for the future. And the future's not now. We need you to be getting to back... against. Sorry? We need to manage the games properly. 100%. Can't be doing it like Smith, Smith, for Smith Road to be playing as consistently as he has been is an absolute disgrace. Well, Arsenal... Why is he playing so many games? He came in for one time against Chelsea, had a good six months. We gave him a new contract and a number 10 shirt. Like, it, it doesn't work like that. It actually does not work like that. He should not be playing every single game. I think we have experienced players. Like I said, I know he's not everybody's greatest fan, but at the end of the day, he has experience and he knows how to play the number nine role. If we somehow try and like formulate what we were doing before when we had Lacazette that played as, at top, he would sometimes drop deep to link the midfield and the attack because right now it is a bit disjointed. Let's have it right. We have someone like that that can link the midfield and have a Bamiyang make them diagonal runs, play off the shoulder, play balls over the top, give defenders something to think about. I think it can work because I think it's very tough for like defenders to always have to pick up somebody that drops deep. That's why Kane had a lot of joy last season as well because you don't know whether to follow him in or to hold off. And we can get... And, that can give us joy. And to be fair, we won the FA Cup that way. So I'm sorry, like all this Smith Rowe, Saka and that, yeah, it's good, but they're not experienced enough. They're not productive in this Premier League. They're not good enough yet to play week in, week out. They can be impact subs. They can have last 20 minutes. They can make an impact that way. But 90 minutes or the vast majority of games, week in, week out, it makes no sense to me. Our average age, look at the average age of the team. Sometimes I even think we're too hard on Arsenal. What do we expect? We have the youngest team in the Prem. So, of course, we're going to see some um, inexperience. We're going to see sometimes where it's not clicking, it's not going well. Because a lot of these teams, number one, some of them have never played in the... Like, Tom Yasu, never played here before. Odegaard, he's starting to get to, to the grips of the Premier League. Saka, Smith-Rowe are newbies in this Premier League thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pepe's not really, you know what I mean? So, there's a lot of inexperience here. When we've got an experienced striker, like, like I said, bro, he has to play. I'm sorry. He's not the best. He's not the greatest. I want better than him. But I think that is the solution at this point because when he came on against Palace, we saw a change in it. We saw something, you know. So I, if I'm Arteta, I'm trying that out. But guys, I've, I've, I've got to, i got to leave him. That's my piece on Arsenal. Finish it off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah to put it simply, um, to answer your question, Steve, our, our managers are bonehead. So I just, I just don't see, I just don't see that happening. And it's, it's so frustrating. Sorry, just to even before I go on, to put into context what, what Gibbs was saying, Phil Foden, like, as much as I love Smith Rowe, like, he hasn't, Smith Rowe hasn't shown, he's barely shown, can it be nice, he's barely shown, like, half of what kind of that like Phil Foden was showing when he, when he first came out and when, and when he's playing. And look at how Phil Foden played. I mean, look at, Sorry, look at the minutes he got. And obviously, like, we know um, City, they've got a wealth of attackers, so they were able to bed him in a lot more nicely. But that's what you can... That's what you do with the, when you have a young player like that. And now look at Foden. Now he can... Even now, he doesn't start 
every single game. He starts a lot of games and he plays 90 minutes. He does get subbed off or brought on at times. But even then, he doesn't, it's not all the time. And you can see that. But this, like, that's why I feel, sometimes I feel bad sometimes criticising Smith Rowe because this, the guy, I, 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 I really need to check this, but I doubt he's played 50 first team appearance. He's made 50 first team appearances. So if that's the case, that how do you how are you expecting someone who's who's that inexperienced to come in, play every game and like be the difference for us? It's like it's 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 like it's it's harsh on him. And like when he's making these mistakes and not seeing things, I'm I'm like yeah, like part of me says yeah, you should be seeing that because if you're this talented and stuff like, or oh, you should be able to be able to do that. But at the, at the same time, I'm like the guy's 20 years old. So like, what what do I expect? But Honestly, I think I like I've I've been thinking. About it. I think it, it 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 does boil down a lot to the manager because it's it's just the same. It's just the same rhetoric that we're saying that he we have a certain group of players. He's not playing to their strengths. He's doing this with this. He's saying X with this. He said he wants this to do that. And it's like it's, that's it. I think I think before we came in the pod when you sent that voice note, I, I, I like when I say like I legit think. The majority of our problems are solved with a manager change. Like I, I literally think like that 70, 75% of what's wrong with Arsenal right now is managerial. Because like when when you're seeing for two years now, structural, like you're you're seeing players like a Bamiang, Lacazette, Pepe, these guys who who have obviously you can say the leagues they played in or whatever, but they have track records of being at least half decent goal scorers, goal threats, and all and all of this stuff. When you're seeing Odegaard attacking good technical player Smith Rowe, party, this is that, and you're seeing them all put together, and and then you're seeing all that. You can't tell me that everyone on the pitch is underperforming, and it's the players. You can't tell you can't tell me that when it's like one or, when it's one or two guys. You can say, yeah, like, okay, this guy's having a bad season or this or or he's inconsistent. But when Pepe is underperforming from like the highs we've seen on him, yeah, part of it I'm not I'm not I'm not completely absolving the players to blame because someone like Pepe, he is inconsistent. Don't get it wrong. But when you're seeing someone like Pepe, you're seeing a Bamiang, a Bamiang has his his deficiencies as well. When you've seen a Bamian, Lacazette, Willian when he came, even Willian, he wasn't that great before he came, but he was still playing he was still playing a lot worse than what we're usually we're used to seeing from him. When you're seeing party, even tear is, is seeped into Tierney now, like Gabriel, when you're seeing so many Leno, when you're seeing so many guys underperform to what? Not even they're not even playing to their usual standard. They're playing below their standard for an exterior um, uh, extended period of time. You can't tell me that's just on it's just the players. That's why I feel like change a change of manager who can see, okay, this is this is what I have, this is how I'm gonna get the best out of them, you're gonna see a lot, you're gonna see a big difference. And and I'm I'm so sure of it. And I hope the board I, I, like obviously other things I don't want us to lose because I know the more we lose the more it's gonna suck for us. But that may seem like the only re, the only way we change the manager. But I don't want but I just hope the board can change the manager because when we do eventually change the manager or if he's gonna change his ways, which I don't think he will, you're you're going to see you're, you're going to see, like, you know, you know, you like, you know, there's that, that new manager bounce, or like, you know, when a team, like, a team sacks their manager and then suddenly the players start playing different, and you're like, bro, like, where's this come from? That's what you're going to see with Arsenal, because that is the, because the majority of the problems is with the manager. It's, it's, it's simply, it's simply that. My, but my issue is, I completely agree with you, because um, 
although like the players are young and with young players you you come you know it's, it's inconsistency you're not going to have a base level of consistent performances from everybody it's just how it is it's just I just like there was there were times in like there's too many patterns statistically that just I can't get on board with like the fact that second half goals I think we were like we had one second half goal we've made it two now in the Premier League so far this season like that is terrible like this is Arsenal like how has that got to a point it's it's we're too structured the approach is too structured we allow the opposition to get into their shape before we do anything. The way we play is too passive to build up is so slow. It's so slow. It's so, 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 so methodical. And I'm sick of it. Honestly, I hate this so much. I thought this guy would be smart enough to change something. He doesn't. He just does the same thing every single week, but changes the pieces. I'm sick of it. Yep. And it's so annoying because, like, when I saw a lineup, I saw Arsenal versus Palace at home. I know, like, obviously, Palace are a bit in a bit of a transition. No Zaha. So I feel like. While they've been they've been good and they've been quite unlucky with some of their results and they've faced a lot of good teams, I feel like they're not like the kind of the old Palace the, under Roy Hodgson where you're going to see two banks of four, you're not going to be able to get through them. Like They'll give you some openings. So, and then when I saw I saw a party, Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Pepe, Saka, Barrett, I was like, yes. I was like, this is our like most dynamic, fluid, attacking lineup. Like we should... I should reach. I, I, I'm, I'm expecting to see a good performance, and then at the back, I'm seeing Tierney. I'm seeing Tommy Asu, who he's not. I don't think he's that great going forward. Like he, like he's not. He's not even that great on the ball. I think it was saying like some of the passes yesterday was shocking, but like the backline seemed secure. So I was thinking, okay, yeah, this is like this. That this is this is a game where we we go out and we win three one, and we look good. We gain confidence, and we and we start kicking on scoring goals. And it's just it's just not it's just not it. And Man, it's 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 so, it's so annoying. But I like I said, I think it's the manager because in terms of pieces wise, this is the first time in in a, in a while that I've seen our squad and said, okay, there's not a lot of guys who I get. The only players right now who I'd really get annoyed when they're coming into the team is guys like Elneny, the Holdings, the Maris, and like those guys. As backup players to come in for one or two games, I don't. I've always, I've always said this about someone that holding. I think he's a good squad player, like someone that can come in, play one or two games, and like it will be all right. But the squad and the pieces, we've got young players, we've got good technical players, so it's there. We've got a seasoned striker. Obviously, like the we we, we do like that goal for it because the only two people who the only three people who I think can actually score more than 10 goals in a season is Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe and I feel like I feel like Aubameyang's kind of looking like he might be back to his back to his best so I feel like I have no worries about him we we, we know what we see from him he'll generally like look a bit uh, but he'll like but his movement and his striking ability he'll he'll score so I'm alright with that Pepe like I'm, I'm always a big defender of him I think Main like part of it partly is because of what we have in the team. There's not much, there's not much better than him, and like his skill set should equal goals. So I so I so I'm I'm happy to persist with him. But he's in like he needs to. To be fair, like I feel like it is a bit of a narrative on agenda, but and it probably comes with a price tag. But I feel like this season, 
I feel like performance wise, they have been a, he has been a bit consistent. He there there are obviously there are, there are times in the games where he's having loose touches or doing dumb stuff. But generally, when I'm watching him play, it's better than last season when he'd come in and I'm like, bro, like you're not scoring and you're just playing stupid. Whereas now he's not scoring and he's playing okay. So hopefully he can kick on Saka. It's, he's like, like, like I said, he's young and he's never really been prolific. So we're asking like for him, to, like, it's just, it's just too, it's just too much. But I think sim- a simplification of things and a new manager or a change of approach from the current manager and we'd see a massive upturn in our performances and results. Yeah, this is it's, 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 it's killing me, honestly. And I, I don't like being... I don't like like watching my team and just literally I've got... I, I look... Like, I'm not celebrating goals. Like, I'm literally bored shitless. I'm sick of this, honestly. But it's, so, it's so frustrating because, like, I'll, I'll be honest, like, when it's... I won't really think about Arsenal or I'll think about Arsenal when, when the games when it's coming up to a match day I'm like okay then when it's like the match day I, I just have that I just have that buzz I'm like okay yeah the Arsenal playing yeah this is going to be good Line, this, I see the team lineups like generally I'm, I'm okay like now I'm generally okay with it I'm like okay yeah this lineup looks good and then like, I start saying in my head okay yeah we can like yeah and then like when it's when it's kick off time I see the guys in the tunnel I see us walking out and I can't lie I'm excited I'm like yes like oh, like I get I get I get to watch Arsenal like this is it let's or, like see something good and then first ten minutes five ten minutes I'm like okay yeah we started this well like okay we're, we're looking threatening then after that it just it just it just bursts and it's just sideways sideways switch it out to Tierney he's high and wide. Looks up, beats a man, puts an early cross in, but no one's in the box, so he gets cleared out, or like he comes back, cuts it back, maybe get a shot. Like it's 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 terrible. Like it's so bad. But honestly, I think you said the um, what's the floor for Arsenal? Like I keep saying, like, I honestly don't think the situation at Arsenal is that bad. I I, I just I think it could be terrible. Like I'm looking at different games. I'm watching a lot more football in recent weeks. Yeah, last couple of months, like last month or so. And you, right? So United are terrible at the moment, but they're still going to finish top four. There's too much quality there. City, yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea. So you've got the four. I'm looking at Everton. I don't think they've got great players, but they've got a good coach and they're very direct. And I think once Calvert Lewin and Richarlison come there, come back, they'll be fine. So you've got Everton. You've got West Ham that are good. They're going away to. To decent places and get results. Yeah. Um, Leicester. You've got oh, Villa. Sorry. I, I said Leicester will turn it around. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't, I don't believe in Villa. Like that. I'm like maybe because I'm just I'm just hating or whatever. But like, even like now, like this, like Villa, they're not looking like like they were. They were everyone's pick. They were like the sexy team coming to the season. Oh, Ben Dier, oh, um Leon Bailey, this guy. Danny Ings, this is that, and they have like it hasn't it hasn't looked that great. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe that. I don't really believe in them, but I do get what you're saying. And and then all right, if not Villa, there's Spurs too. So that's that's ten teams I've named. So yeah, we're looking at mid table. Like we need to change this. We need to change this because we can't finish another season, three seasons in a row, mid table. It can't happen. It can't. That's when, like, if that happens, 
that's why it doesn't look like a blip. And players who have potential and who are good, they will be looking to leave. And if we're trying to attract certain players, like three years, three years being in the mud, like it's hard. It, it'd be hard to say to our players, okay, yeah, this was just like um, this was just like a blip, but like it'll, it'll be all right. So it's it's crazy, but it's, it's mad because like. This is stressing me out. And I think I think what's what's worrying about it is some like team like said that West Ham, they're not like great on paper, like quality wise, but they're very consistent in their performances now. So that's that's what makes it that's what makes it a lot harder. Like they that they consistently pick up points, get a win here. Like yeah, they they'll still lose a uh, lose a game. People like whoa, like why have, how have they lost that or they'll drop points and, and all this stuff. But generally, like they're gonna like they're gonna do well and. So it's not even a fact where we can be poor and we can, st- and then we're just like a little bit of going a bit of a run towards the end of the season to like finish sixth or fifth or something. Like we're actually gonna have to fight for it. And oh, gosh, bro. we're we're we're, lo- we're locked in. Oh, this this is what this is what frustrates me the most. Like it seems that we're locked in with this manager. So how is it gonna like how are we gonna like we ha- like, we actually have to hope that. Arteta says, "Okay, yeah, I want to do this or like let's change it to do this." But it doesn't seem like it, especially now he's got his his players and he's got he's got his invert he's got his invert, inverted fullbacks now and he's got his his guys that like, he wants to play here and here. Like he's got his pieces, so it's not even a thing where he'd be like, "Okay, yeah, I can do this short term just to get results." Like he wants to implement this, and it just doesn't. It's not. It's not great. It's not great at all. It's not. Bro, let's 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 leave it there. Let's leave it. There. I'm I'm depressed, honestly. Um, sorry, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything else? Um, nah. Do you, have, do you have anything to say about um Newcastle? No, obviously. Um, I understand. Obviously, the uproar in regards to the Saudi Arabian public investment group, but everything they're associated with, in terms of the human right issues, how they treat. Women in their country, how they treat people in association to the LGBTQ plus community as well. Um, but it seems as though there's no sort of regulation to prevent anybody from buying a Premier League club now. And until the Premier League put that in place, could do whatever you, you want, really. Anyone could buy it. Do you have a problem with it? I, I don't have an issue with it personally. I think if you've got, maybe I do because not anybody should be able to buy a Premier League club. I mean, if you can't, like the people that have purchased this club haven't got direct links to these things that have happened. Like they've not directly been involved in these crimes. Like the chairman of this this investment group has yeah. So it's very hard to prove. That they're a criminal or they've done anything wrong. Yeah. But um I do think there needs to be some sort of regulatory body that does checks on who can buy clubs because let's let's be honest, the reason why a lot of these Premier League clubs are upset is because they're afraid of what Newcastle can achieve and how they can put, yeah. jump through loopholes to to achieve any sort of success they want, basically. Like, yeah, like, like for example, like, I don't know if you saw, but they've um, 18 clubs voted in favour to block um, Newcastle from doing sponsorship deals. And 
I, I, to be fair, I get it because like when they're they're really like they're really massive, like majorly rich, and then like they could easily get a lot of Saudi sponsorships with, with which would help them cover financial fair play. So which will allow them to spend. So I do get getting it's kind of and that like, is unfair. But then like there are other like there are other things that are in place that are already unfair. But you're not you're not looking to block that. Yeah. But yeah. because it's for so I don't know. I don't. I, me personally, I don't really have a problem with that. Maybe because I, maybe I actually need to look into and and understand it because I don't. And I see, I'm like, like it is it is what it is, man. Like, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I'm happy for the Newcastle fans because they've been through. Like to yeah. say when we were growing up, like we were seeing Alan Shearer, Laura Bear. But like um, Nobby Solano, all these guys on yeah. ITV Champions League nights, and they've been through it, man. They've been relegated a few times. Yeah, like they've been through it, especially because like, like especially because Newcastle. In terms of like, maybe I don't know how many that trophies they've won and stuff like that. But in terms of like heritage clubs, like after like United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, City, Tottenham, Everton. It's kind of like like it's like Villa, Newcastle, yeah. like they're like they're 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 in the bounce. Like St James's Park is massive, like yeah, yeah. Like they should never, yeah, like yeah. Credit to them, like I think the way they the way they treat Steve Bruce is is a bit unfair, though. Oh, mate, it's bad. That is gross yeah. conduct. Honestly, it's terrible. So it's so like I remember yesterday on on Monday Night Football when Gary Neville was he was like <laughs> I can't remember who said it he was like oh yeah like if this is any walk of life or like there's like oh this is gross I started laughing I was like he's losing it and when I actually deeped it I was like no nah, like the way they treated him like just just be just tell him like just communicate with him it's so it's so bad the way they've they've dealt with it but. He doesn't deserve it because I don't. I don't think he's like he's not. He's not a terrible manager. I've, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. Words, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Ho- hopefully, he keeps them up, or hopefully, like it gets resolved soon. But nah, he's getting fired. Like, yeah. I think get fired within the next month. I'll be shocked if he's still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I I do think how successful this Liverpool, uh, sorry, Newcastle project will be, will depend on a, a lot of like. Um, I can't remember think of the word right now but it, it required like it depends like who they hire the board the recruitment all the stuff like if they if they go for these like washed washed stars it's not it's just not going to work yeah it's, it's just, you might even end up like QPR I mean to be fair they've got too much money to end up like QPR yeah. but um, yeah but if they do it right boy they could they, be, they could become a top four team very quickly yeah I agree I agree. There's too much money there to, to fill. All right. Champion champ of the week. Yeah. Um, my champ goes to, it goes to Sadio Mane. Obviously he, um, he entered the 100 club um, with his goal on the weekend. Apparently he's, um, I think he's like the third player to do it with like no penalty goals or something. Which is which is impressive. I heard I, I read something that like saying how the whole you know how the um, the whole non penalty goals when people say it they say like they someone said they don't really like it because it's kind of like selective like it's a it's a selective stat 
And like, there was like, because while he scored 100 non-penalty um, non league goals, which is amazing, like, guys like, a lot of the guys who are also in the 100 league club, yeah, they've scored a lot of pens, but they've, a lot of them have scored 100 non-penalty goals as well. So yeah, like, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's like, is it like, well, obviously, it's, we know if he, was to, if he was to take pens, he'd probably score a lot more, but a lot of these guys are scoring non, 100 non-penalty goals as well. So like, yeah. Is it that like what, what do you think? Is it something? Is it actually something that should that is like should be lauded as much as it is? No, no. I think a lot of people use it for so like if a striker is banging in Europe and they've got like yeah. a crazy ratio, then they want to normally know how many non-penalty goals they've got. That's the only yeah. time I hear it. But yeah, I don't, I don't read into it too much. Like, so yeah. as long as you're not scoring, I guess that like, in, in yeah, and I think in the context of a season, I think yeah, you're right. But then, like in terms of like when you say, "Oh yeah," like yeah. like the whole Andy Cole thing, he scored. Oh, this is like, and they're all non pens. It's amazing, but like, it's I I doubt like yeah, yeah you you get what I mean. Yeah. But anyway, and then my Trump goes to. He's got to go to um, he's got to go to Watford, man. That that performance it was it was terrible. It was apparently, terrible. Apparently, Danny Danny Rhodes was terrible. Oh man, Oh, he I felt sorry for him, man. Is it? Like, you know, like you know, like you know, you know, you know, you know, you're like um, you know, remember that video? You remember that video video when um he was saying he was like QPR and like Bobby Zamora was like in a car with him and he just looked at him and was like, like what's what's happening to you? Like obviously, obviously, like obviously, Danny Rhodes' high wasn't that high, but yeah. I was watching it. Like at one point, like Danny, like Danny Rose was, he was actually sick. Like at one point, I was like, "Yeah, this guy is sick." And I was just watching him, and I was, and like Salah was just throwing. I was like, "Yeah, this is." I was like, "Man, like, oh, man. like what's what's ha- what's happened to you?" And he's, I think he's only like 30, 31 as well. So like, maybe maybe to be fair, maybe it was just a bad game in it. And like at, at the start, he started playing as like a, he was playing like the left centre back in a three. So maybe he was unfamiliar with it or what. But I was, I was just looking at it and I was like, yeah, Danny Rose, like, bro, like, this is... Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh. A little washed, but... Yeah. yeah I guess to Watford, because the whole performance, there wasn't one good player on the pitch from them, for them. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, my champ of the week is Salah. Um, yeah, to score, uh, obviously, an amazing goal before the international break against City. To score, score a similar goal again next game week is, is ridiculous. He's on fire at the moment, looking so sharp and yeah, very confident. So, long way it continued for the neutrals. Um, my chump of the week has got to be uh, it's not really his fault. I feel like his manager sold him out, but Harry Maguire that was a really bad performance. Um, nothing went right, he couldn't get his passes right. He was getting bullied by Inacho. Um, couldn't handle him um, and yeah it was at fault for a couple of goals as well so not a good day for him and you know like I said he shouldn't have played so it's not really his fault but yeah with that we're done we're out we'll be back next week um, please check out the socials TWC Football on Instagram Weekly Canon on YouTube our producer has told me that some content's coming soon I know I keep saying it but He's telling me it's coming soon, so stay tuned for that. And then obviously the weekly canon on Twitter, where you'll find 
yeah, all the pods and stuff, all the links to, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and whatnot. So, yeah, interact with us and whatnot. And, um, yeah, till next time. Take care. Take care.